Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another episode of the Racing Previews podcast. We've got winter racing at Flemington this weekend. That's where we'll be doing the bulk of our form preview, but we'll also take a sneak peek look at Royal Ascot next week and perhaps a few bets around the grounds. Well, Alfred, it's just me and you tonight. How's the week been, mate? It's all right. Finished uni for the semester, so good. I've got time to do nothing and just form, so I'm happy. Huge. Bot's a bit of a winter operator. Yeah. Finds a found a couple uh, during the week at a, at a nice price. Probably should have sent them out for subs. <laughs> Just a few. Oh. You're on fire, mate. Um, so yeah, Nico, we got him back for a week last week, but he's back in the spelling paddock. Um, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Flemington rail is out 11 meters. It's currently a soft seven, and there could be a bit more rain on the day. What are your thoughts around that? Well, I don't know. It's it does, Flemington doesn't dry out as much as it does in spring as when it's in winter so not going to be on a, a good track I guess maybe a mm. soft if it rains in the day then I guess it'll be affected but I'll come off the fence um, but you know it's just Flemington the rail's at 11 so maybe it'll play on pace but I've heard there is a bit of wind around I don't know I'd, I don't like to think about these things too much just sort of uh st- I don't know. Just it, if it happens, it happens, and if it happens, then I sort of think about it later, and I just adapt, I guess. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that we should be backing horses in the back half of the field or horses in the front half of the field because you should be backing front horses in the front half of the field, regardless. I think. Yep. Going to Flemington this week? I'm not sure yet. Uh maybe I don't know. Probably. 
I've got nothing else to do, so probably, yeah. I went to Eagle Farm last week, and it was a terrific day, but, gee, there were some, there there some hard things to take. Did um, you yell at Ben Thompson over the, over the fence? No, I'm not, I'm, not one to, I'm not one to jockey bash. Nothing personal against Ben at all. I don't think it was I would the greatest after that. ride. No shit. Snick from the low draw when he probably could have had the 1-1. The winner probably the run that he probably should have had. And then there were a couple other sick beats. Warning was four wide from the 700. Um, mm. Ran the second. What else was there? Opal Ridge was just off the track and cast the whole way. Still ran pretty well. But anyway, we move on. I reckon I backed about seven runners up uh, efforts. So a bit of a dagger to the heart. But anyway, we move on. Let's get to Flemington. Race one. Vivi- Vivian got you back anyway, so it's all right. He did. Thank you for that. What, what was it? $8 and you marked it $2.40. Yeah. He's a freak, a this win. kid. He's a freak. All right. Race one, benchmark 78 over 1,000 meters. Uh, I don't think we're really touching this race, but I'll quickly touch on a, a few of the chances. Zion is $4.40. Direct, $5. Propice, $6. Booney, $7. Rainlord, $7.50. Night of Delight, $9.50. Any thoughts at all in this race? Um, yeah, hold on. I'm just loading up a speed map. Um... But yeah, obviously, uh, sorry, two seconds, uh, race. Should give mention to Exeter as well, going around for the boys first up off a spell. Yeah, it's interesting going over a thousand meters. Mm. Wait, sorry, is it, were you doing race two or race three? Right first. Race, race one, Exeter. Oh, sorry, I'm completely out of it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, right on the bang will go forward, Rain Lord will go forward, and Booney, who was interesting, I backed last time, first up um, uh, from Europe, actually, it's um, it was completely off the map, like I backed at 6.50, it started like $4, Betfair, um, and yeah, I, I sort of backed it off just European numbers, and I think the market did as well, um, interesting to see um, what, what, it, what the market does with it, because it's... Uh, ran second to Dragon Symbol, who who won a or was beaten in a protest in a race two years ago at um at, at Royal Ascot actually. So, um, I think it was anyway. Um, yeah. So he ran second to that horse at in Germany. Anyway, um, yeah. This race is kind of hard because so many different angles. If you want to have a bet, you can really sort of um force a price down of a horse like Propice. Like who's who's first up off a spell but had no jump out. Like I don't really care for jump outs too much, but I would like to at least have one, have a have, like have a horse have one. Um, Exeter's obviously a good horse. I hope he wins for Tyson and Adrian, but he's um, not a thousand meter horse. You'd have to sort of say he's only raced over the distance once in his entire life, which I thought was interesting. Um, Direct is a nice horse, but. Yeah, Rain, Rain Lord was good off some nice sectionals at a at a provincial meeting or a country meeting, and and Zion sort of comes up as the the early favourite, and I think um, I'm not opposed to it, but I sort of am. I don't think Zion's in a thousand meter horse, but I also think he's a Flemington horse, and he gets Blake Shin and the Blinkers on. So um, I'm gonna leave this race. I think there's too many sort of tricky things. Maybe if Booney, I don't know. I, I could make the only horse I'd probably possibly get involved in was is Booney but um, other than that I'll probably just sit and watch and see see what part of the track they come down on, on the, at Flemington or 
just see how wet it is, I guess, but I'm, I'm not really mm. fussed. I just sit and watch. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I thought if there was one or two that I could back, I thought Propice was pretty good first up over 1,000 metres. Last preparation from a long way back, running good home, good sectionals. Home behind Cy, who is favourite in race three or four. Four, race, race four. four at Flinton. Um, gets a two kilo claim for our man, Billy Pinn. Uh, reduced to, th- to two kilos during the week, obviously. It was three, but the, the stewards made a mistake or something with his New Zealand wins, and it's back to two. And the other horse who will be in front for a long way is Rattle and Bang. Uh, the handicapper has sort of caught up with uh, with him now, but he gets the three kilo claim for Lockie overall. Uh, 60 goes down to 57. And this horse is a dead set bomb wet tracker if it does get into the heavy range. So he'll be up on speed for a long way. All right, let's roll on to race two. It is a 1,420 meter handicap, the Rod Johnson handicap. Step Hardy steps up to 1,400 meters, carries the penalty, $2.15. Blazing Harry, $6.50. Bolted in, $7.50. Sand Sand Jewel, $13. And African Pioneer, $14. Take it away. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of the better bets on the, the meeting. Maybe not so much anymore, but um, Stephard is a really nice horse. Um, it's a bit of a, um, a brother's affair because he's a half to Scissor Step who, who goes around in the first race and and, and he's going around here. So, yeah, he's a, re- he's a big... He looks like a three-year-old. He's a big sort of horse and he bolted in at Flemington. Uh, it wasn't a, an enormous number, but it was it was big enough to beat a cup a group of horses that are let's be honest aren't going anywhere um like you, you i sort of thought before the prices went up i sort of thought all right this horse is probably going to go up a dollar 80 what, what am i going to find to beat it and i couldn't find anything and they went up two dollars 90 so my hands were sort of tied and i just bet party. so um yeah i got him even money which is sort of the price he is now i think that's a fair price he, i think he might get out a little bit there's some sort of question about him running 1400 meters and 1420 meters but look i think he'll lead but like the sectionals are strong in a, in a strongly enough run race down the straight um and he put a gap in him um the only horse i maybe could entertain is uh you know who who good sectionals at uh kensington was it uh yeah kensington on debut um behind azula and then was a complete walkathon at mornington and just sort of got taken advantage of um the bussin' and young thing sort of took off on it and it and it just didn't sprint in time. So I think Blinker's first time and Zach Spain um, can kick up from an inside barrier. Maybe he can hold an inside spot. But, um, yeah, it's pretty obvious. But, uh, yeah, Separdi, I think, probably leads here or sits in the 1-1 position and, and I think he can dictate and just be too good for these. Um, a horse like Blazing Harry is half interesting, but I would have loved to see a bit more in the sectionals um, and yeah, other horses like African Pioneer, who were who was good late, Dolphin Skin, who was sort of a flashing light behind Stephardi, um, all those sorts of horses, um, they're all sort of dictated to by the barrier, um, I guess. So yeah, Stephardi will get all favours, and uh, themes in the two-year-old races at the moment is they just go as slow as they possibly can, especially um, around a bend, so... Um, he could get a very soft lead and I doubt they'll be able to catch him if he does that beautiful yeah I'm, I'm pretty keen to back him as well um, you'll notice in this Flemington card and often in these winter 
winter sort of meeting because the handicapper does try and catch up with some of these horses who keep stringing wins together. Look, he does have to carry, what is it, three and a half kilos more than last start, but the way he won there at Flemington down the straight was arrogant. It was really soft. Uh, Dean Yendall short, sort of just throttled him down, gave him a big pat on the line. Uh, came back and he said he thinks this could be Paul Pushka's best horse he's ever had, and that's high praise given his own you know, horses like Surprise Baby and the like. Um, I don't see any reason why he won't run 1,400 metres. His sectionals late have been strong every start, and he won with a bit of, with a bit of GST up the sleeve last start. He could have done it a lot easier. Um, Dolphin Skin gets a weight swing off him, but it's going to go back. Um, step up. He didn't want to. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah. So the party absolutely destroyed it last start. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just a, a matter of if he's if he's still on the upward spiral, I think he is, then I think he can just win this again. Uh, what did they turn back? 1.5 mil, I think, to, to yeah. Hong Kong during the week. So that's a I don't know. I might have taken that. I think he's a good horse, but I don't know if he's that good. I would, I would have taken 1.5. True. But if there's 40 owners, some of them might only be getting. Yeah, I you know, guess so. 20, 30 grand. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to do the percentages there. Some of them might only have a small percentage. Yeah. Anyway. Nice horse. Anyway. to see what he does on Saturday. Hopefully he can keep progressing and win again three in a row. Race three, the Murray Cox handicap is over 2,540 metres. Uh, Shea has come up $3 favourite. Actually went up sixes. Absolutely smashed. Oh, Straight into the $3. I missed it. Diagula six dollars fifty, Labau seven dollars, Hopeful nine dollars fifty, Impulsor ten dollars, T Waters twelve dollars. Shea is he our starting point here, despite the wide draw? Uh, yeah, he probably is, but he's going to get back. I would have thought um, if they try and push forward, they could end up getting cast because there's a little bit of speed here. There's majority of the field sort of wants to push up from inside-ish barriers and. I don't know, I think he he's either cast wide and has to work or or he has to um uh go back all the way back to last and what is he he's two to one now and you wouldn't want to have a ticket and a, a ticket on him in an eighteen horse field, um or will will be will be a fourteen horse field. Uh, when the rails out eleven in the on a soft track, I don't know. I don't know. Um he he's I probably think he's a little Four dollar, four dollar fifty, chance about that. It's interesting that um, Blake Shin jumps off. Can he Blake Shin not ride fifty four or something? Or what's the yeah? You know, I messaged, the, I messaged the boys this, and Nick Noonan seemed to think that would be the most obvious reason that didn't want to oh, yeah. make fifty four kilos. Maybe it's a little bit harder for him to make that weight. Obviously, in the winter, I hear a lot of the Victorian jockeys saying that, and yeah, I guess the sixty kilos of hopeful maybe he's just gone. Uh, it'll just be easier to make this weight. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, I sort of... I don't really want to have a bet here, but if I was going to, and I, I might, um, is Labau. Um, I liked the sectionals last time. Um, I think he'll improve on a little bit better track than, than what he what he ran on at at, um, at Warrnambool. And he's drawn barrier 14, but I think he can position a little bit more forward than Shaya. Three-wide running line or, or something like that. Um, he's, a, he's a good horse, and he'll stay all day there's a bit of speed here so they should run it along at least hopefully it's a victorian staying race so you never know but um yeah there's a couple jumpers in here well i don't want to i don't want to um say any jumpers can't win because they're jumpers because of what 
Tiafilo started two weeks ago, but um, I made the hay one last start on the flat. At oh my god! I know. I, I backed. <laughs> I backed retrospection at fifty yeah. to one. It was an absolute moral beat. Yeah. Oh, I don't. It, I don't want to talk about it. It should have won. That's on the Swan Hill um, Carnival. Diagula went to 2,500 metres for the first time last start. He ran okay. Do you, do you see him improving off that, or did you think he got uh, the trip or not really? I think he got the trip, but I just don't think he's... I think he's a little bit overrated, to be honest. I just he, He's got that win over White Marlin, and a, he can win. He's got a good SP profile, I guess, but I'd, I'd rather bet Labau or something else to beat him. Um, even T, a horse like T-Waters sort of reversed his form, and and he'll improve up to 2,500, and so will... The horse I thought maybe was half interesting was Horrifying, who... Um, he was really good second up, actually, at, at Mooney Valley behind Monomek, and he's, he's sort of just... I don't know what's happened to him. He's foot, f- been falling at the back of the TV screen. Maybe that's been a, a function of um, him not being actually put into his races. Um, but, but, yeah, he's been pretty, pretty poor his last couple starts, so... Uh, yeah, like he, he's a nice horse. Like through last winter, he he was winning these sorts of races. He won the Flemington Cup at the at this time last year or eleven months ago or so, and third in the Banjo Patterson. Um, yeah, like I, I, that that form's good enough for this. If he runs to that form, then he's he's a definite chance in this. I just maybe he he he'll improve with racing, but um, he probably wants Craig Williams back on as well. But. Uh, yeah, probably a no-bet race for me, but Labau, if anything, I think he's a little bit too big at the price. Yep, beautiful. Uh, I, I could back Shayar if he does get back out in price a little bit. Look, he probably will, 18. I think. He's going to concede a start, so that's by beware before you before you go diving in. Like This horse is going to be near enough to last, but stepping up to 2,500 metres now, it just looks a perfect platform. He just got there in the, the last bound, last start. Uh, he's a winner over 2,800 metres and 2,900 metres back home in France. So he's absolutely looking for this trip. Um, and whatever happens, he will be launching at them late. Just a matter of whether he can get there in time or not. I think he's easily the most progressive horse in the race. Um, yeah, just a matter of whether this race will suit him with the rail out 11 metres and, and the map he's got. All yeah. Right. Let's move on to race four. It is an open handicap over 1,100 metres. Size $2.40 favourite. Poland's been well supported into $4.80. I am Ben A, $6.50. Zach DeBoss, $7.00. General Bow, $8.00. Pioneer River, $8.00. And Bright Diamond for Willie Pin is $16.00. Um, yeah, I don't know how Poland's $4.80. That's ridiculous to me. Um, I've got Sai favourite, $2.60. So the price now is probably fair. Um, she won well last time, but she did beat a couple of complete numbers by nothing. It was a bunch finish. Did it quite softly, but um, Carleen Heffel goes on in a in a no claiming race, so I don't quite I don't exactly love Strange. the. Yeah, it's weird. I, like the she's not, she doesn't have any sort of affiliation with the horse. Like she's never ridden it, and there's no claiming of it. It's only an eight horse field. You would have thought there'd be a couple other jockeys, but um. Even the horse I'm, I'm, I'm going to be with, I am Benno, who's got Callan Murray. He's ridden the horse before, obviously, but... Um, Callum. But, yeah, I don't know. There's a couple other options, I would have thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, and Zach the boss, I think, is another nice chance. He'll improve. He was good. He was good um, sectionally late. He was. Oh no, he wasn't actually. But he was. He was heavily hampered in the last sort of hundred meters, and he was traveling into the race like he was half going to win it. Um, he's a straight horse. He's all his best form is down the straight, and um, and that and that form has him as a a definite chance. Though I probably will have end up having something on him. Um, just probably want a little bit better price. I've got Zach DeBoss. Maybe I need to make him a bit shorter. Um, I've got him $6.50. Um, but yeah, Pioneer River's a good straight horse. He was strong late last time again. But but yeah, I, um, Cy definitely the the obvious and clear favourite. Um, but a horse like Iron Bene um, was really good behind Snapton and Grey River. And the market respects that form because it completely smashed Grey River that um, two weeks ago. And... Um, it was really strong late sectionals and it's a sort of horse that's made for Flemington just a, a nice turn of foot um, won that race at Caulfield about this time last year um, and yeah it's only been at Flemington once but it's a 1400 metres so I think it'll suit down the straight maybe back to 1100 metres I don't love but um, I'm happy taking $7 I think that's a very fair price for a lightly raced um, nice sort of horse for good good enough camp I think Yep. Uh, look, I was with Cy last start, and I think I'm going to have to butter up again. Um, I thought she was brave in the way she got the job done there, but I, I think this race will actually set up a little bit better for her because I think she's a horse who actually does like a bit more pressure. Um, you've got Pioneer River, Poland, Zach DeBoss, possibly General Bow all charging forward. So despite the fact that it's only a an eight-horse field. I, I still think the speed will be genuine. Uh, we know Poland's a bit of a high-pressure beast. Some of his best performances have been when he's gone fast in front. Yeah, 1,400 metres, though. What, what's, why is he so short over 1,100? Yeah, true. I, I don't. I, I think he's a hole in the market, don't get me wrong. Um, I don't get it. But yeah, they're going to go forward, and I think Sire will just be better, cuddled up, and come with that last crack at him. Um Probably would have rather a senior rider on, obviously, but yeah, I, I think she's clearly the one to beat if she can improve from last start. Apples to apples, Flemington, eleven hundred meters, and while she does have some nice horses to beat, I think Iron Benet probably is the danger. Um, I'm clearly in her in her camp, and I think around the two dollars fifty mark is respectable. Hmm. Fair right. enough. Yeah. I actually, the more the, the more I look at the race, the more I sort of like Zach DeBoss. So I probably end up having something on him. Are you so you backing the two, backing four and three? Iron Benet and Zach DeBoss. Yeah, just... I've I've already backed Iron Benet, but I probably might yeah. want to back Zach DeBoss to be honest. Yep. I don't know. Um, yeah. The other thing with size, I'm not sure if she'll want it. I'm not sure if she'll want a heavy track. So. Just, just wait and see there. If if it does come up heavy, then I'm probably not going to be betting as hard as I would. Fair enough. All right, race five. It's a benchmark ninety over the fourteen hundred and twenty meters. Party for one. Just keep stringing them together. Draws out in thirteen is three dollar thirty favorite from Cardigan Queen six dollars. Dazzling Lucy seven dollars. Sione back on the winners list eight dollars fifty last start. Typhoon Titmus ten dollars and Kind Gesture eleven dollars. Where are you going in this one? I don't know, Party for One's an interesting horse because I can never get her any as short as the market and then I've also got a 
massive query on the map with her. I know Blake Shin's been getting her out of the gates, but there's a lot more um, pressure on the inside here. Hold on, I'll get up a speed map. Um, yeah, like Defiant Diva, Dazzling Lucy, Typhoon Titmus, Mega Mia. She's pretty rich. Sione and Kind Jester all sort of want to push up and be forward. So if she doesn't jump as well as she has been, and, and she has, she's obviously a horse that has trouble getting out the gates. Um, she could be cast wide and um, and have to go back. Um, but yeah, the horse I want to be here with, there's not a whole... There's, there's horses that want to find forward positions, but there's, a, there's not a, like a designated leader. So there's probably not a whole lot of speed. But the horse I want to be with is Cardigan Queen. Probably the, the race shape doesn't suit her massively, but just third up at Flemington, like track and trip Flemington. This is just a complete perfect setup for this horse. Um, she's a moral beaten twice. Oh no, just she no, yeah, twice that. between. No, 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 moral beaten twice. Um, Behind Barbrader and Fortunate Kiss, uh, during that was the, the Flemington Carnival. So that the, was one of my sickest beats ever. When Fortunate yeah. Kiss beat this horse, Johnny was just sniffing ass the whole straight. Yeah. Um, I had this horse going for a big, big collect, a four-legger multi. I was down for the whole day, and this would have got me up thousands. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Thousands. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Um, the the four to the two split last time was big and the she held it and the the splits were big and um I think she, she they shouldn't hold a spot from Barry Red I think um she's not she's not completely um without barrier speed so um yeah I think I think she's a nice a nice horse and I think she I think she she hasn't I don't think she's ever quite run a, her peak rating I don't she's I think she's better than rated her best ratings are those those two um ones at, at Flemington where she she was full of running at the end of both of them so there's a bit to sort of suggest that she she's still got a bit to come and um and third up I think we might find that yeah Saturday oh I completely agree I, I think she's a great bet here around the $6.50 mark um given the few things against party for one uh, the favorite goes up to no she carried 60 kilos last up but she carries 59 and a half here in a, in a much stronger race draws it 13 of 13 and Blake Shin does have some decisions to make early there probably still definitely still deserves to be favourite but Cardigan Queen's been awesome in both of her runs this preparation first up with the bull um, she got a long way back and she rattled home she was really good there and then last start she just got me on I was on Mr. Mojo Rising, so that was a little bit sick, but she, <laughs> she came from a long way back. Um, she now gets 1,400 metres, third up, Harry Coffee Sticks. I think she's well-weighted with 56 and a half. And I think she's every bit as good a, good a horse as the favourite, so I'm, I'm keen to be backing her. I think she's a much better horse than the favourite, to be honest. Well, there you go. The other one that is worth mentioning, if, if she can get back to her, her form of, you know, two starts back and early in the prep is good and proper um, what happened last time mm. I'm not sure what happened last time but if you can Slow forgive recovery, it if you can forgive it then she's $17 and she might just be worth a small bet heavy track would be a query but back to 1400 metres is probably a positive draws well for Celine Gordray and was only you know less than two lengths off, off the favourite two starts back from a long way back yeah 
All right, race six. Race six in the start of the quaddy is the Brian Beatty handicap, 1,420 metres. It features Monarch of Egypt with a good last start winner, $4.40. King Magnus is absolutely flying. He's $4.80. Uh, Crosshaven, $7.00. Frankie Pino, $8.50. Sir Davey, $9.00. Riddle Me That, $11.00. Junipal, $12.00. Uh, yeah, um, I've backed Monarch of Egypt. There's a couple of bets that I, I don't love, and there's two bets that I, I love. One of them is Step Hardy, and the other one we'll get to later. But Monarch of Egypt is a, a, a bet I've had, but I don't, I don't love it, but I, I've had it. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's it's always been a talented horse. It's an ex-Aiden um, O'Brien from um, Europe, and it was second in a, a Group 1 um, as a two-year-old, so it's... I think it, it sort of lost its form as horses can do when they go to Hong Kong, um, and then it's sort of uh, getting back to its form now. Is because when, when, horse, when horses come back from Hong Kong, they can take time to get back to their to their best, and, and I think now this horse is um, getting back to to where his proper form is, and he, he sh- strongly run race in, in nice time. Um, at Sandown, beating Hezar, Bonneval, and, and Tano Grid. I think that'd be good form out of that race. Pasiro, who finished less than midfield there, um, has come out and won Sydney since. So the form's well and truly stood up. Um, I think he can push forward from uh, barrier three. It's got a decent amount of barrier speed, just hasn't quite been able to use it um, so far this preparation. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, I think he's a pretty good horse. and there's other horses like King King Magnus has been good this prep but I just I, I don't know I just just can't get him as short as the market Crosshaven's backed him last time but I think Crosshaven just needs a, a good track um, Sir Davey I want 1600 metres for it Junipal I don't know what to do with Junipal he's such a good horse but he's he's obviously had issues um, and he's he's going to get back from the barrier and um, and and yeah, the Frankie Pino is Frankie Pino, um, and riddle me that, he's flying this preparation as well. He, he's going to win a weight race this prep. I just don't know if it's this one, um, but yeah, I think Monarch of Egypt can sit in the first sort of five horses in run from the from an inside barrier and um, just off being an improving sort of um, horse um, deep into the preparation. I think he can 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 win again. I think he's a four 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 dollars forty. I think you can get five dollars for him. I think that's a a nice price for him. Yep, beautiful. Um, I'll be saving on him, but I've got to stick with my boy on top here in King Magnus, the top weight. Um, as I spoke about earlier with these winter meetings, the handicapper does catch up with these horses quickly, the ones that are sort of picking off wins. And again, he goes up in weight, 61.5 kilos. He gets down to 60 after the claim. So... He's got to give the favourite six kilos here, but I just think his form is, you know, not panels above the rest, but it is better. He beat Jimmy the Bear last start. He was sort of covering a bit of ground. Yes, he always did have a back to follow into the straight, but I thought the nature of the win was still pretty soft. Um, his punting form figures this, this time in have been outstanding, sort of nine above first start, 10 above second start, and then 11 above. He just made that terrific progression throughout he's now fourth up draws barrier six and one of the biggest things with this horse is if the rain does come on race day um, this horse boasts a Cranbourne Cup win on a heavy 11 that day Um, we know he absolutely swims through the mud 
Um, so yeah, even though he does have the 60 kilos, he's still on top for me. Not a confident bet, but I'm happy to back the one King Magnus save 11 Monarch of Egypt. Um, for mine, they're the they're the main two chances in the race. Um, Crosshaven, he, he'll be thereabouts again, but um, he loses the claim this time. He now gets uh, Dan Stackhouse, Frankie Pino. I don't think he's going at his best the last few starts. Then you've got a horse like Sir Davy who who can improve, but he would need to 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 turn around four lengths on the on King Magnus. Yeah, I want to see. I think Sir Davy um, he'll win a he'll win a big race this prep. Like get into sixteen hundred meters and he'll he'll win a good race. And I, I want to see Junipal too. He's such a good horse. He started favouring Turak, um, and he was he was strong late last time, but um, maybe has a flat one here. Then maybe you can back him next time. I guess. He's probably one who wants sixteen hundred as well down the, down yeah. the track. Yeah. All right, race seven. It is one of the day's features. It's the David Burke Memorial uh, handicap. It's over sixteen hundred and twenty meters. Benchmark ninety. Braden Star comes up two dollars ninety favorite from Jim the Bear. Well supported into five fifty. French Emperor also the same price five fifty. Unusual Culture eight dollars. Green Fly eleven dollars. The Summit twelve dollars. Uh, and Chief Alsony is eighteen dollars. You're on the favourite here, I believe. Yeah, um, I'm really keen on two bets at Flemington on Saturday. One being Stepardi, and the other one is Braden Star. I'm really, really keen. I love the sectionals. The four to the two split was ten two flat, like just unbelievably fast. Um, Blake Shin goes on from Oli from inside barrier. I think he can push up, and I know, he's got he's got no gate speed to be honest. But if he, from an inside barrier, he'll be able to hold a decent enough so he doesn't have to go all the way back and and yeah like this horse is just improving so quickly um the sectionals last time tell me there's so much more to come and um yeah third up into a preparation i just think he's ready to explode and i think he will do that here uh french emperor's obviously a good horse he's improved this preparation as a four-year-old but um yeah i don't know i want to say i wanted to see green fly in a different race where i could back him but um, it's all about Braden Star for me. I think he's a great bet. He's probably the probably the best bet of the day. If you haven't if you haven't backed Step Hardy already, then um, if you're going to have one bet on Saturday, make it Braden Star. Yeah, he'll, he'll be off the map on Saturday. He he will be he he'll, he'll start like two dollars forty, two dollars twenty. I think. Oof, huge. Um, so what sort of in terms of your numbers that you use at GDX what sort of number did Braden Star run last start compared to Jimmy the Bear um 98 versus Jimmy the Bear uh well don't don't read heavily into this because it's it's weight for age ratings and um and it's heavily sort of dictated to to, to weights so you've got to mm. sort of navigate that and and you've got to sort of make it your own sort of thing but Jimmy the Bear in at 90.5 obviously that's I don't, I don't it's obviously not wrong like it works for some people but um i don't think i i, I sort of put my own spin on it and and i obviously jimmy the bear is not that much last that is not that much just be just purely because of the weight like um yeah like the weight weight's not a, that much of a variable compared to other variables so um but it, even still like he's well handicapped and he's 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 a he's a bet. He's a good bet. So you should back him. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, look, I, I think they're the. Again, I actually like this quaddy in terms of 
going really skinny because I, I think they're the only two that I'll be taking in the quaddy. I think Jimmy the Bear has still got some improvement to come um, from a fitness perspective. He obviously dominated this series last year um, and the handicapper has sort of caught up with him since now. He's got the 61.5. Lafferty takes three off. I think you'll get the PR from Barrier 3. He'll be there up on speed for a very long way. It's just a matter of whether he's peaking for this one or maybe one more, um, the Winter Championship. When's that? Is that a, is that a few weeks away? Uh, it's, yeah, it's like not even that far away. It's like June, late June. Or I swear, yeah. it's like the same week as, maybe it's like two weeks, two, three weeks away. Yeah, so that, that's that's obviously his grand final for the preparation. He'll be peaking there. Um, mm. I think he's a decent chance, but Braden Starr, look, this horse has always promised a lot and he's starting to really deliver on that now. Um, last start win was excellent. Uh, beat French Emperor Fair and Square. I don't think that horse will be turning the tables. Um, goes Ollie to Shin. I know Ollie's riding all right at the moment, but I'd probably prefer Shin. No, no, that's probably an upgrade for mine. So, yeah, no knocks the favourite at all. If, if anything, Shin can just get him out the barriers a little bit quicker. And that's yeah. probably the main thing I really care about, to be honest. Yeah, no, beautiful. All right. The penultimate race, race eight, is the Sir Henry Bolt handicap over 2,000 metres. It's a three-year-old event. Uh, Euphoric is $3.70. Artzino, $4.80. First Immortal, $8.00. Hard to Cross, $9.00. My Brother's Keeper, $10.00. And Bitcoin, $15.00. Any thoughts here? I thought it was a pretty tough race. Um, yeah, I've got a, some sort of an opinion. I think Artzino should be favourite. I really liked it's a nice horse I think it's, it's obviously had some issues the way they've campaigned it um, but it's it's a much better horse than we've seen so far just off the sectionals like it's always finishing fast um, and there's a bit of speed here so I think you'll be able to run on and uh, pin goes on I think he'll get one here um, well I don't know uh, I think he's a better chance than what the market says right now um, and the other horse there's a couple other ones that I sort of thought were a little bit big. Distrustful Award. You sort of um, just through form lines and, and stuff like that. You've missed him. He beat, was beaten by Mr. Maestro by three lengths in a in a Caulfield, the 2000 meter Caulfield three year old race, but the lead up to the Derby. Um, obviously he ran poorly in the Derby, but I just thought that maybe that was a. Uh, he's been supported from 30s in, so um, maybe if you want to. You want to have something on distrustful award? I think it should be a lot shorter than what he is. I really like the the late sectionals. Um, first up over sixteen hundred meters. Um, the sort of last two hundred, last hundred meters were, were strong, and if he can hold a spot from barrier two, and um, improve, he probably has to improve drastically. But if he can, which he probably just off the sectionals and what he's already done, um, wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he was able to improve drastically and horse like bitcoin as well i like the, the obviously the sectionals weren't flashy but the way they sort of went out he was off 32 days went out extremely fast and he's got a couple numbers in um in new zealand um that sort of i think he he's a sort he's the sort of horse that can improve um in a in a, in a strongly run um race up on top of the speed so um those are the three horses maybe i'll have something on not 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 massively keen to have a bet in this race but um yeah Artzino is a nice type um and yeah I think he's a lot of room for improvement in what, what he's done so far so he, I think he should be favourite anyway 
Yep, sweet. Um, if you're following along in my quaddy, take bots three and then uh, take the favorite. We'll keep it nice and skinny. Let's go to the last. It is the Ken Cox handicap over 1,100 meters. Legio 10, ever since he got rid of his two best mates, been gelded. He's gone bang, bang. $3.50 favorite. Who dares? $5.50. Kin, $5.50. Kotal, scratch on Wednesday for this. $8.50. And the big watch is $13. What are your thoughts here? Legio 10 has been awesome in his two uh, wins so far, this preparation. One at Bendigo from well back. And then last start, a masterful ride from Celine Gordray. Think they can do it again? Uh, well, I've backed him, so yes. Um, price maybe is a little bit short now. What is it like? It's like three dollars thirty, isn't it? Something like that. I think three fifty on the tab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've got him three dollars fifty. Um, I think that's a fair price. Um, goes up heavily in the weights, but you know he, he deserves to. Um, well, no, he. Yeah, he. Um, Gordry is airborne. She's. I don't know, 60 kilos I don't think it's any sort of worry for this horse the sectionals were strong I heard someone say like it was soft late but some of the quickest late sectionals of the meeting um, yeah I've got no sort of worry about the weight or, or it running out of strong 1100 meters um, maybe it was a strongly run 1100 meters and that suited it um, running on but the way it was backed and, and everything about that um, just the six. 60 kilos I just don't really worry about it and just like they put up five dollars that's that's what I I took four dollars eighty or five dollars or something like that I can't remember anyway I, I I backed it at that price I probably couldn't back it now but um but yeah maybe maybe a horse like Kotal if you haven't bet already um it can improve drastically um especially down the straight I think but um but yeah it was really strong like um well being snicked at the start, and a horse like Setter Valley, and um, also uh, uh, Keen Enough, who 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 won well at Flemming, uh, at sorry Mornington on debut. Yep, sweet. Um, so Legio Ten, the the punting form figure last start was massive. It was twelve above. Do you know what it ran on on your numbers? At the weights, it's a ninety-two, but it's obviously better than that. Plus the yep. sectionals, you got to add to it. Yeah, right. So 58 kilos this week, you'd be expecting it to, to run a career peak on or wait for yeah. age adjusted, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, look, I, I, think, I think it's pretty hard to beat. Um, I think going up five kilos, it, it has to be noted. It did get in with 53 last start, but um, it beat a pretty good one, I think, in Midtown Boss. Those two horses could be pretty smart and they could progress onto black type racing definitely this spring. Um, if anything, I think the danger could actually be the nine in the stable, mate. Kin comes over from Sydney and, and brings some decent form. Uh, the $2.45 SP in front of Iona Merck looks pretty decent now. We saw Iona Merck on the weekend um, beat, what was the resuming thing? Kaboo. Kaboo, that's it. Get over the top of Kaboo. Kaboo obviously was first up off an injury and carried the top weight, but albeit Iona Merck has stamped that form on two in a row um, prior to that it, it ran second behind Vowmaster. we know he has talent um, and now it goes from Rachel King to Zach Lloyd to Blake Shin and draws 15 down the straight um, so I think he's a definite chance in the quaddy I'll only be taking one and nine not sure if I'll be having an individual bet just yet 
because I missed the price unfortunately on Legio 10. I was staring at four dollars, but uh, couldn't get any anything early. I thought I'll just wait, but now it's into three fifty. So <laughs> yeah, that's my own undoing. <laughs> All right, that's Flemington. Yeah. You got anything yeah. around the country? Any Friday fill up? Oh, um, yeah, Friday fill up. Um, um, yeah, there's one at Geelong. Um, race eight. Yeah, race eight. One I really like. Um, is it still the price? The fourteen, fourteen dollars. Is it still that price? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diablo. I've got a favourite. Um, it's obviously like a big price because of the barrier, but. Um, at Ballarat, I know it was a heavy track, um, but it, the, the last 600 metres was um, the fastest of the meeting by an entire second and, and a bit. So the horses have got a lot of ability and it's a, it's a half um, half brother to quantum mechanics. So there's a bit of substance in the breeding that, <laughs> that always adds to the confidence, I guess, if you're having a bet. But, um, but yeah, um, I, I, it's a ridiculous price it should not be that price at all um the the rating it ran and then you got to bonus it for sectionals and and all that sort of stuff it just should not be that price um so go have a bet if you want because it's a lot too big and you got to bonus it even more the fact that it's obviously made pop rock look oh, second yeah. rate and that came oh, yeah, out, and that thing yeah it absolutely donkey looked in was it yesterday or today no it was today it was today, so yeah. Pop Rock came out and, and obliterated its rivals, albeit in a maiden. But still, you like to see. Well, you you would have think you you would have thought that um the Melbourne Cup runner-up would have won a race. Of, <laughs> yeah, was it, were they racing today, Maui or something? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. very good, very good. Obviously, second Sorry. to Delta Blues in the Cup many years ago. Mm. Uh, for me, I don't think I have too much. We'll get Nico's. I think he'll still release a little jump set for Sunday at Warnable, so we'll play uh, pay close attention there. In Hong Kong, there's not a whole lot doing besides the fact that Zach Purton needs 20 more winners in nine meetings to break oh, shit. Joe Moreira's all-time record. Oh, I hope he does. I'm going to say. Can you bet yes. on it? I don't know. I reckon you can. Mm. It's probably a dollar fifty, a dollar. Surely you can. They wouldn't give you a price. Um, I reckon he can do it. He's obviously going to be chasing a lot of good rides, and his his trainers who have been loyal to him for so long are going to give him, you know, the, the rub of the green. He only got one at Happy Valley last night, but hopefully he can get him. Um, I don't really have too much there. Race eight is a class two, I believe, over fourteen hundred meters. Aramara is on the backup. He won really well in the all weather last start. Um, hopefully he goes up a decent price given. This is a harder race. And then Flaming Rabbit, he led last start. Daring tactics by Lyle Hewitson. Uh, just got tired late and was beaten, was run down by Tuchel, who's a very good horse himself. Tuchel ran third on the weekend, but it was a heavy track. Um, so I just scrapped that, wouldn't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's just worth noting at the moment. There has been lots of wet tracks in Hong Kong lately, so it's just you just got to check the form guide. you got to check the weather guide beforehand. Um, because a lot of these horses have never seen wet tracks and all of a sudden they they get rain and they underperform. So, yeah, definitely just worth checking before you get stuck into the form. All right, Bort, back, oh, lay, are we gonna, pray. Are we gonna, we're not going to do anything Randwick? You don't like anything Randwick or Rose Hill? Oh, race one only is the only one I like. Race 
Uh, yeah, race one, number three, Tuta La Vida. Uh, this filly is by the autumn sun. Her sectionals were awesome on debut, and then again last start. Oh, it was a sick watch. Definitely should have beaten Congregation. Um, we saw Congregation go up to Queensland. He ran okay in the JJ Atkins. He probably didn't have all the luck in the world. Draws barrier six for Karen McAvoy, so can just keep her out of trouble. Goes up to 1,400 metres. I think it should be winning. I think you can get around $2.20 on bet 365. It's the only horse that I could entertain in Sydney on Saturday. Cool. All right. Best bet, best each way, best lay. What do you got? Um, I'll go my best my best bet of the day at Flemington is Braden Star. I think it'll I think it'll win. I think they'll 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 back it like they backed extra two last week. Um uh not not that heavily actually. Um but they'll back it, I think. Um uh I'll make my each way Diablo at Geelong and my lay I'll do um uh, party for one. I just don't think it should be that short. Yep, sweet. Again. Um, we line up a lot here, so I'm, I will try and choose something different. That's boring. It is a bit. I think size very hard to beat. Race four, number seven at Flemington. But actually, one of my better bets today probably is the Rose Hill horse. Um, Tuta La Vida. Race one, number three. I think we can get the money there nice and early. Tuta La Vida into Stepardi. I'll be taking that multi. I think you can get around the $5.20 mark. Um, take it on bet 365 and we'll get the better price if they drift anyway. So I think that's a good way to start your Saturday. Um, in terms of a lay, I'm also against party for one in race five at Flemington. And I reckon we can get stuck into the place layer Poland in race four. Oh no, yeah, no. So that that's my lay. Poland's my lay. How yeah. is it that price? Over eleven hundred meters. Um, yeah, definitely looks on the skinny side. And then my best each way is probably number probably race five, number three, good and proper around the seventeen dollar mark. Look, she was terrible last start, but if she can get back to some of her form from earlier in the prep um, then it does look a bit of a big price so just include her in your multiples we've got two questions both from Ryan Deeth bot <laughs> at what point did you realise you were the Michael Jordan of young tipsters <laughs> um I don't know mate <laughs> um oh do you want me to rephrase the question so you can answer it better what, what, at what point did you realise that racing was going to be you know in your heart forever and that you actually had a a decent idea of, of the form, etc. I don't know. I would have just sort of started doing it. Like I've always, it's sort of like I always started. I've always been my my whole life. I've been doing horse racing, and then sort of became obsessed with knowing everything I can. And then because I want to know everything, then the ratings came into it. And then I don't know. I'm just sort of do it all the time. So just do lots of it, and then get good at it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You're only as good uh, ben, as your last winner. And you did have a good winner on Wednesday. <laughs> ben, I explain did. the process of getting the tip that Silver Sonic would be at the Melbourne Cup. Look, obviously nothing is confirmed <laughs> yet. But, um... Yeah, we've locked in $51 for the grey. Japanese stayer called Silver Sonic. It's a Group 2 winner and multiple Group 1 placings on its CV. 
it'll stay all day. It, it's a winner over 3,600 metres, and it's also one over 3,000. It ran third in the Tenno Show uh, last start, the, the 3,200 metres version. They got a 2,400 metre version and a 3,200 metre version. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. It's a bit confusing. Yeah, they got one in the spring and one in the autumn. Um, but yeah, it brings through really good form lines. It'll definitely make the field if they come over here. It'll probably get 56 or 57 kilos. Um, but Damien Lane is keen to ride, keen to bring it over. Uh, the process of getting the tip, uh, probably better left, better not to be said, <laughs> but word just gets around in the racing game. Just put it that way. Um, and it, it looks... It looks like an exciting horse for the Melbourne Cup, to be honest. He's been smashed does. in in uh, Melbourne Cup betting. So, yeah, very keen. Um, the only thing I forgot to touch on, I can't believe it, Royal Ascot. Mm. Looking forward to it. You're going to be buying time form <laughs> ratings. Or, yeah, something like that. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out... Um, there's the other one called Pro Form Racing, but I don't know how it works. So, I don't know, I'll figure it out and I'll... Might do something, I don't know. Maybe we'll do like a podcast or something, right? No idea. Yeah, that's some weekend homework for you. Um, mm. Cool and Gutter, did you see it's sort of improved jump out? I know you're oh, the, the ultimate troll, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's Cool and Gutter, it's a fast horse, it, it's fine. Just because it got pushed along in a jump out doesn't mean it's gone, it's fine. So Highfield Princess, $3.20, Cool and Gatter, $3.60 in the Kingstand Stakes. Do you think you'll be betting in the race? Do you reckon you'll be with the Aussie? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I'll probably have to look at the race before I comment. But um, from what I've heard, Highfield Princess is pretty good. and Cool and Gatter is pretty good, but I don't know. Um, I've heard there's a lot of pace in the, in the, um, the Kingstand. So maybe that won't suit Cool and Gatter and that'll suit Highfield Princess. And she's like a one two five sort of horse, so And what's cool? She and runs Gatter? her race. Low one twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. Off the top Look, of my head. I'll be cheering her on, but um Yeah, I hope she wins. you know the weirdest thing is, um Cannonball's like nine dollars. Oh yeah, that's like really Cannonball. Nice. Like, isn't that like a benchmark seventy eight horse? I like I, I dead set thought that was like running around at Rose Hill. You know, you in know why it's nine dollars. You know why it's nine dollars. Yeah, because it's Australian. No, yeah, not only that, because the jump out at Flemington. Oh, okay. That's bullshit. <laughs> I know it is ridiculous. Anyway, I think there's two. I don't want to use the M word, but I think there's two horses that will just win over the Royal Ascot Carnival. Um, the first of them comes up in the Queen Anne modern games he's probably Godolphin's oh, maybe I don't know is he Godolphin's best horse they've also got a Dayar so maybe not but no a Dayar's better a Dayar's better uh, I think he's one of the best milers currently in Europe um, his last start win was insane he proved that those Dubai wins weren't just a fluke um and he's just got a monster turn of foot. So is he the one that that won the Can- Canadian race? The Woodbine. Uh, is yeah, that I reckon he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And look, I probably doubted him a little bit because he he's been winning in some rogue joints. But um, <laughs> he won a proper race last start, um, and he made him look second rate. And I I just think he's better than Inspire was a very good filly, but I think he's better. Um, so I'm pretty keen to back him. The other thing is we haven't seen Inspiral for a year, so she could still be a bit ring rusty first up. We have seen Modern Games this time in, so very keen on him. And the other horse I want to back 
in the Hardwick stakes is this Hookham. Um, I think he's like a seven-year-old, but his form's just gone to another level. Um, you know, in the in the last year or so, he made Desert Crown sort of look second rate last start. So he's two dollars eighty in the Hardwick stakes. I think we can bundle them up. Um, other horses that'll be hard to beat: Adaya, the get-off horse that we just spoke of. He's going around in the Prince of Wales. He comes up against Luxembourg for Aidan O'Brien, so that looks a, a really good clash. But leaning a day out at the moment, back 2,000 metres. Um, and then in the... What is it? What do they call the Jubilee this year? It's the, King, oh, the, it's the Platinum, is that? It? It's the Platinum Jubilee this year. Artorius goes around as favourite. Um, hopefully he can get the job done for the Aussies. He comes up against Wellington. We know the, the horse from Hong Kong. I don't think Wellington's at his absolute peak anymore, so I think the market's probably right in Artorias's favour. Hopefully they can just ride him a little bit closer because it has been the thing that's been his undoing. Mm. Cool. All right, let's wrap up the podcast there. We'll keep it under an hour. Uh, good luck this weekend at Flemington Bot, and we'll see you punters next weekend. Thanks. Thanks for sharing this one and only life. Ending up just another lost and lonely wife. You count the years, and they will be filled with tears. Love only breaks up. Oh!